Hey, are you one of those people who like to dress to impress? We've got Craig Cahaley from Cahaley's Custom Clothing on this episode of the Southcat Syndicate Podcast. We're going to be talking about how to dress to impress, a mindset of successful business people, and daily routines. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the Southcat Syndicate Podcast. Episode 26, Jared Ketterman. Kyle Voss. Man, we're just going to jump right in here on this one today. It's uh. Hey, I'm really excited about this I'm, one. I'm excited because we've actually, we've got a string of guests. We've kind of put in, well, I guess we had the one. That's right. Yep. But I'm out of, I'm in Hilton Head next week, by the way. Oh, thanks for, yeah. yeah thanks so for telling we'll me. Have to, we'll yeah, make it happen. We'll make it happen. We'll still, we'll still. If you're listening or watching, yep. you'll still get a show. Absolutely. So we're going to jump right in today with our guest, Craig Cahaley. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you to the South Cac Podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Looking forward to doing it. Yeah. Craig Cahaley is the founder and owner of Cahaley's Custom Clothing in Anderson, South Carolina. Yes, sir. If you're watching, Jared's got some, some, uh, new, some new gigs. Some new so gigs. it worked out because Craig is also friend first, Taylor second. Not really Taylor first, friend second. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you don't really want me to be your Taylor. I just do the measuring. And then um, he is... Uh, it just been around. I've, I've known Craig for a long time. Uh, got uh, he got referred to me years ago, and I've been using him ever since. So he had some stuff to drop off uh, this week, and we just scheduled him as our guest for today, and it worked out good. It's awesome. Looking forward to it. When uh, when you get a tailor that will deliver, that's right. That's important. That's right. I don't. So think do I, you deliver all this? All I guess you have to spend a certain amount before you deliver, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you no. know, Jared's a very special individual, so oh. yeah. We well, deliver we, him. We know that. We yeah. Know that. So I want to, there's so many topics I want to talk to you about. Um, but first, let's kind of get a background for you of how you got into not tailoring. You're not a tailor. You're just a provider of custom clothing. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I just own the company. I have manufacturers right. that work all over the world. But my story is quite interesting, I think. You know, anybody that has either been to college or, or when you got out of high school were working and I was very fortunate. My my parents paid for my school, mm-hmm. but my parents also paid for my two older brothers' school. So my oldest brother graduated high school in 1988. I graduated in 1995, graduated high school in 1995. So from 1988 until I finished school in 2000, my parents paid for college. So they were 12 years, 12 years running. So right. in 1999, late in the year, my dad called me and he said, my dad calls me Bubba. He Bubba. said, "He said, Bubba, you you're killing me. I'm tapped you're out. Killing me. I'm tapped. I'm about tapped out." <laughs> he said, "I need you to find a job just to get some beer money somewhere or something." He paid my rent and you know whatever my apartment bills were and all that. So my oldest brother, who lived in Columbia, South Carolina at the time, called a friend of his that owned a men's clothing store and said, "Listen, my little brother's a senior at Carolina. Is there any way?" Yeah. You could give him a job. So he said, yeah, sure, I'll hire him, but make him come by here. We'll run him through the ringer and give him a real interview. Sure. Yeah. So I went by there, didn't know what to expect, had no clue, grabbed a suit out of my closet that I had for whatever reason. From Belks or something. From, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> men's work, Joseph A. Banks. So I you know, I go by there. The, the guy's gentleman's name is Joe Lurie. He owned Lurie's Men's Clothing Store in downtown Columbia. He hired me for $6 an hour. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joel. Oh, Joel. And Joel, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so he hired me, and I worked three days a week, $6 an hour. 
was making a little bit of coin. Thought I was pumped, getting a hundred, you know, hundred fifty dollars every two weeks. To- gas was only seventy nine cents. That's, that's, this is true. <laughs> I caught my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. I went back. She lived in the apartment right below me. And I said, "Listen." What do you want to do? I got so much daggum money. What do you want to do? Yeah, we're, going to we, we, we're going to Sizzler tonight. Let's go. Well, and hold on. Let's back up because I would bet. I would bet in that industry. We've talked about this before. You start meeting people. Oh, absolutely. That dress nice. That make some money. And absolutely. Then your mind starts to change a little well, bit too, right? At and, the Sizzler. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so you know, we. So I worked there. I had a uh, customer come in one day, and he. Everybody had their guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just a new guy just running, making sure the shirts were still straight. Sure. And I had a guy come in one day, and he didn't ask for one of our salesmen. So he was a new guy. He'd never been in the store. And so I started working with him and picked out. I can remember exactly what he bought. He bought two suits, two sport coats, four pair of pants, and two shirts. <laughs> and he – so anyway, we picked it all out, put it all together, and he went home. Any long story short, he came back in a couple of weeks and he told me he walked in the door and I was in the back in the stock room and he said, is Craig here? And they're like, I was like, wait a minute, did somebody just ask for me? So I famous. went back up there. I was 20, 21. And I went back and uh, so I talked to him. He said, my wife loved everything you picked out. I need, need to get some more stuff. So I was like, you know, this isn't a bad gig. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I did that, and then... You probably get some commission, too, huh? Yeah, that's right. I need... I saw him not too long ago. Um, And then I had a kind of a rival store from across town in Columbia walk in, and the guy said, hey, man, I've I've heard about you. You know, I hear you're a young salesman, whatever. Would you be interested in coming to work for me? He walked right in the store. And asked you. He asked me me if I would walk outside with him. And I walked outside, and y'all get a kick out of this. So he, I walk outside, and he says, tell me. Oh, I can see this as clear as day. He said, tell me what it would take for you to come, how much money you need a month. And you're like, who are you? No, he's, <laughs> no, he's like, seven fifty. Well, listen to this. Here's what's funny. So, so and I'm he, out of here. So he says, you know, tell me how much it would take for me to pay you a month for you to come. And I thought, hmm. I'm going to throw this guy. Well, did you know who he was? I guess. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Had introduced himself. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to throw this guy a number. And if he does this, I'm I am good. I am like, I'm walking in there and quit. Yeah. In there. And he's, I said, $1,500 a month. And he looked at me and said, done. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I, 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 mi- I messed up. Yes. I thought you were talking about every two weeks. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I thought it was paycheck. That's what I, that's what I should have said. And then I really went back to the apartment complex and told my girlfriend, I was like, whatever you want, baby. Let's go go car shopping. (laughs) So anyway, then, then I became, then years later I went into, uh, came into Anderson in the upstate area and I was one of their number one salesmen. And then in 2009, I started my own company. So So when you left, when he come in there and kind of, he headhunted you basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you quit, did your current boss? I mean, he tried to keep you. Did he be like, you know, was he pissed? Well, you you would think if he was as if he was as good as he was, he should have treated him better from the get go. And somebody was headhunting him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he, he Joel and the guys that own that company, they were great people. Yeah, and obviously gave me my first opportunity. But it was kind of like you know, if you want to go, go, I mean, I did it all the right way. Yeah. I called my dad. He was like, you give him a two week notice. You tell him where you're yeah. going. 
Now and I will I, tell you this too. In the, in the corporate world, there's a saying that says, "Go be successful somewhere else, and then you can come back here." A lot of yeah. companies look at people like that for some reason. If it's like no, if you're going to better yourself. Absolutely. Well, a lot of companies too will like they don't want to pay the current employees more. That's right. But I've seen it so many times where those employees are like, "All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna leave." They get a better job somewhere else, and then years later, they come back. Then they these people like go hunt them back. Mm-hmm. And pay them what they should have paid them in the beginning. So what they did was they let them go somewhere else and get all the experience. That's right. Yeah, and I think it has something to do mentally where they, you know, it's like the grass is green on the other side. Where you right. always think the better talent is somewhere else, That's right. and it's not so redundant. They get out of their own yeah. element and do something. There, there are I don't know, maybe three or four people I would bring from the Midwest today. Yeah, uh, from the, my old company to work with me again on the project. Well, you know, you know, we talked about it, like I'm in the fabrication industry. Mm-hmm. I know guys locally right here that build race cars. All their customers come from somewhere else. Sure. Everybody that's around here that wants to have a race car built, don't go to them. That's right. They go somewhere else. That's right. It's like they're sw- it's like it's like, oh yeah, yeah if I take it three thousand miles away, I get a better job. Well, there, there's it's like yeah, this weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like this- there's two different there's two different analogies to that uh, or examples to that. One of them's kind of funny. When you're fishing off the bank, you throw out. I, we've when, talked about this. When yeah. you're fishing yes. in a boat, you, you throw, throw the bank. bank. Yes. yes. And the other one is, and I heard this a long time ago, and this is so true, the smartest man in the world lives 50 miles away. Yep. And I'll give you a perfect example. I have a good client and friend of mine who's a surgeon. And for some reason, there's no way in hell I'd let him operate on me. Because <laughs> you, you know him too well. Because I know him too well. But he has people from all over the state. Yeah. Come to him to do particular operations. Not only that, if you need an operation, you would let some guy that you don't even know. That's right. Do and the isn't job. That weird. That's yeah. cra- it's not the way it, it is should crazy. Be. You're right, and I agree with that. And I, I've, I've noticed this phenomenon in many aspects. Fishing was one of them because yeah. I think I've used that exact yeah. same example. But I've seen it in fabrication. I've seen it with Jerry with music. Like he won't play local. Mm-mm. He won't play local venues. Sure. He wants to go into the Midwest to play. Mm-hmm. But then all of his buddies want to come here to play. It's like That's this right. weird. It, that is true. I've never well, really you, thought about that. That's right. We we all have a natural inclination to do things, especially in the business world, entertainment world, away from people we know. Mm-hmm. Because the people that, you know, we can't ever forget entertainers, politicians, uh, celebrities, athletic celebrities, whatever. They're no different than we yeah. are. Mm-hmm. And they have people who really know them. You know, there are celebrities that do things, and I'm sure their friends are like, that guy doesn't he's a, feel he's that a, way. He's a, right. Yeah, or he's dumb as a rock. Yeah. I don't know how he got there. Yeah. That's right. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's an expectation thing where when you get to know somebody too well, you see their flaws. Sure. But maybe everybody has those flaws. Sure, of course we do. But in your mind, you're like, no, he's better. But his friends are like, man, he, I wouldn't let him operate on me. That's exactly right, yeah. because you you know him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, mean, every, yeah. you know everything about him, and it just... It, that's okay. funny the way that works. Thank you, sir. That's for your uh, my bourbon. bourbon pouring. All right. Thank we're, you, Liz. We're only 10 minutes in. We're already talking bourbon. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I want to talk. We, we talk celebrities, et cetera. So you fit all kinds of people. We're not name, We're not going to name drop here. Okay. But you've got uh, coaches, congressmen, senators, governor. Maybe. Maybe. Of some states. Yeah. So... Um, how long did it take you to get from leaving Joel, working for guy for the new guy to go, you know, I think I, this is this is my path. How old were you, for one? And then when did you decide that this is my path? 
Well, that's a great question. I was 20. I said I was 21 a minute ago. I was 22 because it was 1999. I was 22. And I think after I got, I had worked in the business. I got married in 2003. And after I had gotten married, I figured out that if I could continue to build and grow a clientele and let it spider web out, mm-hmm. that there was a chance there. There was a chance. I thought I was pretty good at it. I knew I was pretty good at dealing with people. Mm-hmm. So I thought if I can really hone in on the clothing part, which I've always loved clothes anyway, sure, that it could spider out. And then what it is, you know, I, I use this analogy. I said, you, you get up every morning and, you know, you, you get up, you go to the restroom, you go brush your teeth, and next thing you know, you've been doing it for 46 years. Mm-hmm. And you do the same thing. Speak for yourself. Yeah, that's right. Whatever. <laughs> And that's kind of the way this was. You know, at first I was just getting up and going and doing my job. And you look up and you're like, wow. Now I've expanded to here to here and here and here and here. And then you have people calling you and saying, hey, I want you to see Jared Ketterman. Well, who's that? Well, he's a good friend of mine. I want you to go call him. That's right. And it just continues to spider web out. I've been... I would think that that business in particular is probably the most... Networking, networking, affordable business. Yes, because once you have somebody, once you have a guy... Mm-hmm. Why would you go anywhere else? Yeah, that's right. If he makes it, keeps you happy, does I, his job. I would never look for another tailor. Yeah. Well, and the I, something I've found too is I have always tried to be a real person. Like I'm, I don't consider myself. I'm a salesman. I don't you, want everybody yeah. to think I'm a salesman. Don't try to take yourself too seriously. I, I am a salesman because selling clothes is my job. Right. But I have always really take. I am very. Uh, aware of these are I did thank God I'm in the position now where I can deal with people that I like and I and I want to be friends with them I want to get yeah. to know their families I want to get to know their it's the wives. best way to run a business yeah because I don't want them just to, I want them to look at what Jared just said I know he was kind of joking and not but I want people to say this look he and I have a good relationship he's a buddy of mine whatever mm-hmm. and he does all my clothes yeah mm-hmm. And if I, we screw something up, we'll fix it. And if yeah, we yeah. do this, they don't have to worry about, well, I went into a store and this guy was mean to me. That's not that's not what I did. Yeah, no, that's right. Somebody here next door was having a wedding a couple months ago, and they were like, Jared, we need a tailor. Like, well, we have an emergency. And I went, I got to go. All, I didn't even give Craig a heads up because I knew he'd take the call. I just said, here's Craig's number. And then they called, and he apparently took care yeah, of the problem. Took care of him. Yeah. So that, well, and the good thing is, said there. back to what you were saying where – you know, they know you're going to make it right. That's a great way to run a business because, you know, obviously if they know you're going to make it right, that means that you are doing what you're supposed to do as far as, on the, you know, on the customer service side, right? right? You know, you're not going to get, if you just go to some average place and get a suit off the shelf, good luck. Yeah. You're, once you walk out the store or wherever you're at, yeah. you know, you're, there's no calling somebody. Men's warehouse isn't yeah. going <laughs> to. No, you're not, calling, you're not calling that dude and be like, hey, and man. You know, and you know, the other thing to me is it's not only making it right. I think that's the only way to run a business. That's but what I'm if saying. You do, if, you, if you are honest to people, because this is something else I found over the years of dealing with different people, and I deal with all kind of people, is to be able to look a grown man in the eye and say, listen, man, we screwed it up, but we'll fix it. Yeah. I'll it's make not it right. the end of the world. Yeah, guess right. what? You're gonna sell. That's right. Years more worth sure. of product by that one. That That's matter of right. fact, I believe that sometimes a screw up, and if you fix it the right way, yep. 
it's a better, yep, yep, yep it's yep, better yep. for your business long term than it would be if you didn't have that screw up and you didn't fix it the right the way. The biggest client I have, this is no lie. The first time I made him three suits, he's a big dude. Yeah, they weren't even close. <laughs> and he will tell the story. We're we're almost best friends now. He's one yeah. of my best friends. Been selling him for fourteen years. And every time he'll tell the story, say, man, you should have seen the first three suits. But he looked yeah. at me, he handed to me. I said, don't worry about it, Mike. I'm yeah, going to remake them I'll all. I'll take, yeah. take care of it. And yeah. then you got a customer for life. Yep. Look, I had one blazer, and he's done, I don't know, half a dozen for me already. And I had one that. I've it, been jealous of some of the stuff he's done for it you. It just didn't look like the picture we talked about. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so far off. And I was like, Craig, I'm not trying to be difficult. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but. He didn't charge for the, for the blazer and replaced it with a with a better one. Yeah. So, what do you do in that instance? Just out of curiosity, do you like hang on to those and like try I to sell them? Some it. Of, I oh, okay. give it to him. Yeah. I mean, it's custom made. I yeah. wore I wore uh, I wore it with a Halloween costume once. I, I dressed up as Andy <laughs> Lee actually. And wore that <laughs> I sent you the picture that night. Did you really? <laughs> So How'd you do the hair? Don't worry about it. <laughs> How'd you do the hair? He's got great hair. He no, does you, hair. He you does don't have, have any hair. hair. <laughs> I know it's short. Uh, but Craig's always been known. That's why we still use him. Always been known to take care of the yeah. end user first. Yeah, I would. I will. I am one of those guys. I will pay up for mm-hmm. something like that. You That's know what, what I'm saying? Well, here's the saying I tell all of our employees every time we have a meeting, and they probably get tired of hearing it. And it's a little bit cheesy, but it's very true. Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. That's right. That's Ooh, it. That's, if I, listen. Hey, right, we're going to pause right quick. Say that one more time. Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. That is that is so true. Quote of the podcast right that's there. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true because. If I had a Bradley bomb, I'd drop it right now. <laughs> yeah. Because people have to understand whether it's your insurance agent, whether it's your stockbroker, whether it's the guy that cleans your cars, whatever it is. If you are griping and bitching and moaning about price, then there's something else they haven't shown you. Right. They haven't done something else. You haven't got now, the value. Now, I'm not saying you can be 100 times over a market value no, or right. whatever. But when you, know, when you have – and I've told people before. I've had guys come in and say, well, I'll give you this for a suit. And I'll tell them, you're dealing with the wrong guy. Yeah. I, I'm not a – we don't negotiate. No, I'm not going to negotiate. You know, you know you. what's funny about that? And I'll give you a, a – obviously what you do is a little bit different because there's, in my personal opinion, there's so much more value that you guys offer versus like just walking in somewhere and buying sure. something off the shelf. But a prime example of that where somebody's buying something they know is not worth what they're paying is like bottle service in a club. That's right. But there is a lot of extra stuff that they get in that that obviously makes it worth it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably get like a special seating area. They get like special ladies that are bringing those or whatever. Or just a straight dopamine released for retail therapy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am one of these guys. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it's funny, but it's it's true. Like, when you just go in, you know, you're going to spend X amount of dollars on something that you may or may not need. I don't know. I think I'm different because I got some buddies of mine, too, that will, they go to a special place to get their hair cut. Mm-hmm. And they got bourbon there. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, and they yeah, got yeah. this and that. It's and the they added pay, value. They pay a ton more for the same thing you could get basically anywhere. Yeah. Because they're not getting like, you know, they're just getting their beard trimmed and haircut. Sure. Yeah. But it's all the extra. It's the ambiance. It's the environment. Yeah. It's all those things kind of wrapped into one. You got to go to Craig's. 
He is. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to make that happen. Why don't, Craig, tell us the address and a little bit about the building you're in because you shared the, the main building in a restaurant, yeah. a bar, a custom. Coffee shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a coffee shop and then a custom clothier. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in downtown Anderson. We're at 208 South Main Street in downtown Anderson. Very, the most, well, I don't know if it's the most historic building down there, but it's one of them. Was built in 1891. It was a. Same year this building was built. Was actually called Sullivan's Hardware. So it was <laughs> where, cool. and back in the day, way, way back in the day, it was where, you know, everybody went to get horse feed, went to get, yeah. you know, whatever it was. All the stuff. All the stuff, not just I, Sullivan's Varieties, Hardware. Variety, variety store, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Sullivan's Hardware probably doesn't do it justice for what all it carried. Yeah. Uh, because I think back, if you look in the early 1900s, and even all the way up till maybe the 50s, yeah, those stores carried yeah. everything. Yeah, one they carried everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So flour but, and nails. But <laughs> that that box that box the that uh, building sat empty for years, and uh, a gentleman named Bill Nick has started a restaurant in there, which I think is the best restaurant in Anderson. It's very nice steakhouse, and Good it's. Food. It's called, it called? Sullivan's. Sullivan's. Mm-hmm. And they had a little end cap, 700 square feet. Mm-hmm. But it was it's the most, I can't ever say this word right, traffic, trafficked. Tra- yeah. Tra- yeah. There's the yeah. most foot traffic of any building We try there. not to say that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I loved being in there because it's where everybody from the courthouse goes to lunch. Yeah. It's where anybody... In town, if you're bringing so how, guests in so town, it is, you, you know where Jay Peters and Anderson is. Um, it's the historic. It's, you go. Well, hold, hold on. How far are you from Magnetic South? The Brewing three, uh, two, uh, two minutes. Two minutes. So it's if, not. It's, if that far, they're on the main drag. Okay, so am I. he's yeah. in the historic district where I, where it's walkability. I'm right yeah. past the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought right, I thought that's where Paul had his. Was he's the, right up from the courthouse, but he's on the main drag. Oh, okay. You could walk there, but it'd be like walking from here to. So when you say main drag, are you talking about like, uh, like Ramcat versus? Yep. Yes. Main Street. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So in his window front, man, if you had parking, you'd be crushed. (laughs) Well, you know, and we listen. We we were just having this discussion the other day. We live in a world now where if you if you want to be anywhere that is bustling. You're not going to have any parking. Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, but... Always going to be full. But we're not a retail store, so we don't have people that drive by and say, I'm not going to go in there because I can't find a, find a parking place. Mm, yeah. I have Jerry Ketterman coming down. He's got an appointment at 2 o'clock. Yeah, that's Sometimes right. he can get in the front, and sometimes... It, but they're going to come. Yeah. It's, it's a destination. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll walk a block or two. But what a great <laughs> opportunity to have all your restaurant just go right by. I've been that's just great. getting measured in there, and it's mm-hmm. all glass. So anybody that's walking in the restaurant, the bar, or the coffee shop, or whatever, they're just watching the whole process. It's almost like it. what Cody does here on Main Street. Yeah, yeah. At the shoe shop, we've got a friend of ours that runs the shoe shop here, and he's got he never put a blind up, and he's still shoe true shoe cobbler. Love it. So if you need any shoe work, I, uh, and I, you know what, I would love to know a guy that did that. He oh. is a, the guy. Yep. That's awesome. He's going to be a good guest on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a good story. <clears throat> Um, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to hear all about successful working men's routines. Okay. How it's changed. No, they're your oh. daily routine, uh, where the clothing business is today, where it's going next and a lot more with Craig Cahaley. We'll be right back. 
Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? We're back with Craig Cahaley from Cahaley's Custom Clothing in Anderson, South Carolina. Craig, appreciate you being here. I want to get right back into the Hold, hold on. South Carolina and oh, Macon, Georgia. More, Macon, Macon, Georgia. Georgia. I have a location in Macon, Georgia. And you have another one, right? Downtown Greenville. Okay. And two in Anderson. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Like an empire. Like a clothing empire. Yeah. We're working on it, baby. Going Where's to Fort that? Mill next. South Carolina? Really? Mm-hmm. But that's a different division. That's called Black Tie by Cahaley's. That's my wedding venue, wedding rentals. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Um. I want to, I, before the commercial break, we uh, talked about successful people and their routines. So give me, like, what does your go-to-bed time look like? What is your wake-up schedule? What do you do before you go to work, et cetera? Hold on before you answer. Do you, I want you also to throw in there, do you feel like, do you feel like those routines can make you Benefit. successful or not? Like, is it? Do you feel like there is a correlation there? Does it change your mindset? Yeah. Let's go. So I have – it's funny when you ask me about a routine because I have a, a weird thought on routines. The answer to your question is I believe yes. Okay. But I could also say no, and here, here's what I mean by that. I believe that it is so good – matter of fact, let me just throw this in there. One of the things that was so odd about the whole COVID situation was everybody's routine got broken. Right. And when people's routines get True. broken, when people's routines get broken, they get out of sync. They get out of sync. It doesn't mean you walk the same steps and you wear the same shirt and you do that that's what people think of routines. Routines are what you do on a daily basis and people get used to them and that's what that's how you thrive. So, my answer to that is yes, I have a routine. I get up every morning early 5:30ish, go to the gym. I come home, I s- walk straight to the coffee machine because yep. I don't drink coffee before I go. <laughs> True. I walk straight to the coffee machine. I make a cup of coffee. I go. I open my back porch door, and I sit there, and I watch the chaos ensue as my children get ready to go to school. I heard that. Which is bananas, and anybody that have kids knows that. Yep. Um, my wife is up every morning before me. She likes her alone time, and she gets up and – and then in between the when the kids leave and before I take a shower, I normally I do a little devotional every morning. And after that, then I go take a shower and I go to work. And one of the things that I found out early on in my career was before I had an office, I worked out of my house. That was a hell of a lot easier to do when I didn't have kids. True. But when we started, Andy and I started talking about wanting to have children, I said, I need to find somewhere to go because it made me feel better to get up, get dressed, and go to work. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like for some people. Put you in the right mindset. That's right. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for some people. Because it's easy to work from home. It's too easy, actually. I agree. And 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 you, you and work from home, how much work are you really doing unless you are, 
one of those that's super structured. No, I am not. I, I've said this before. I would get in my office at about 11. I'd start working. I'd be really productive. And I have to take a shower before I do anything. So I'm showered. I'm dressed for the day. And I'm working in the office. About 11 o'clock comes, I look outside. And the lake is just glass. That's right. Yeah. And I go grab my cooler and my paddleboard. <laughs> yeah. and work is right. over. Well, it works done, man. Exactly but right. when you get out of the shower, though, and you're dressed for the day, and you know you're going to be at home all day, that's probably like flip-flops and shorts. It Versus it if you had to come into the, the, your share space you had, yeah. you probably would have wore something a little nicer. See, most people would be like that. Personally, I'm not. If I've got work to do, I'm dressing, even if I'm working from home, I'm dressing the part. Just because yeah. it's a mindset. Yeah, you're that we're 100%. About my, if I'm in flip-flops and board shorts, I, then I'm not typing the same email yeah. as if That's I'm exactly in a dress shirt right. blue jeans. Well, CEO. let me, let me yeah. give you let me give you a perfect example of that. I, I have clients all the time that I tell them, you just said CEO. I tell them all the time, you are the owner of this business. You are the CEO. You mm-hmm. are the whatever. There is a, A, there's a mindset to that, and B, there is a side of that where people need to walk in a room, walk in a showroom, walk in an office, walk in whatever, mm-hmm. and if the damn owner walks out, they need to know who it is. Yeah, that's right. And when they know who it is, that makes a difference. And when you get up and you have a routine and you put on, I don't wear a tie every day. Ties are, I don't want to say going away, but it's definitely in a downturn with mm-hmm. ties right now. But there's something about the mornings that I get up and I put on a coat and tie. And you cinch yeah. that right there, there's you know you're ready to there's go. There's something yeah. about that. You're in it's war like, mode. We talked about it in some other podcasts where, you know, I was very athletic in high school. And I would literally, my when I'd get ready for a football game, I'd be like dressed to the, everything Absolutely. would be perfect because... Mm. Yeah, Jerry Rice from San Francisco 49ers yeah, yeah. years ago, he always said, "The better you look, the better you play." One hundred percent. And I don't think Same that quote—I don't think that quote was actually specifically to sports. I think it's more about anything. Well, let me tell you this: you'll get a kick because you and I've just met today. So I was an athlete all the way through high school and played baseball in college, and I was the same way. I was a. My now I was my nickname was Dirt Dauber. I was always the dirtiest guy at the end of the game. Yeah. But before the game, when we would do our sprints, if it had been raining, I used to be so pissed off because when I would run, yep. I had my pants right, my jersey right, everything right, and I would splash up as I was running in the outfield, yep. splash up mud on the back of my jersey. And it used to piss me off because the game it hadn't even started, started yet. yet. Yeah. Now, during the game, no big deal. I'm well, playing. once you get in the zone and you're, and you're doing the work, Whatever. it doesn't matter, right? You're in the zone at that point. But you got to put yourself in the right mindset to go then do that's that exactly work. That's exactly right. And that's how I was. Like, my gloves would be perfect. Everything would be literally perfect when I walked on that field. Yeah. So, like, when COVID hit, you saw, I mean, everybody was, they looked good up top and boxer shorts and house shoes yeah. underneath because everything went to Zoom. That's right. I couldn't work like that. I, Nor can I. I mean, I just can't. I've got to be ready to go. When I start my day, if I'm I, going to the Dollar General, I'll tell you a funny. I'm dressing the part. I'll tell you a not funny the, story. Not the Dollar General part, but the part to start my day. <laughs> I was about to say, what part are you dressing? <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny story about. Hold on, because I want to. I want to get this because it's perfect timing. Me and Jared talked about a business one time, and he's not even going to know what I'm talking about. I bet he's not going to remember this. Well, we, we talk a lot of them. We do, but we had this idea of doing these CEO undershirts, as we were going to call them. Oh, yeah. And it was going to be like these shirts that would go under your 
it'd be like the first shirt you put on. And it could be like an Under Armour style shirt, right? Sure. Something that kind of squeezes you and makes you feel good. Mm, but I it was going to have writing on it. And it was going to be like stuff that you wouldn't want people to see, but you knew was there. And it was going to be like, you know what? Fuck you. That's what I was going to say on the thing. Absolutely. Or, or you know, I'm, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm taking this or, what you know, whatever yeah, it is. Like it was going to have these sayings on it that would like inspire you knowing you had this on underneath this, underneath That's your right. suit. Football players do it all the time. Yeah. Look, King Baby still does it. On you can their pendants. I mean, you can get all the yep. I, we call it a CEO, right? Yep. But those are the kind of the pendants because it's like you tuck you it don't, in. You don't see this, but you know it's but there. I know but it's you there. know, yeah. I mean, think about you know. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen the movie The Social Network. Oh, for sure. But but Mark or Mark Zuckerberg's his name, right? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's first business card said CEO, bitch. Yeah, that's right. That's and he right. and and it, <laughs> coming Chief coming from him, she. Chief Equity Officer. This is the same guy that rides a surfboard with a white face. That's right. That's He's right. translucent. <laughs> no, and, I'm talking about he coated it in zinc. Yeah. Was, he was, he transparent. <laughs> but there, there is something to be said for being prepared. And, you know, you made a point about when you played athletics. And I was the exact same way. I coached a travel baseball team. And all the parents give me hell because they're like, I was so big. on. I bought the uniforms. I said, listen. Y'all don't have to buy them. I'll buy every one of them because that's how particular I am. I don't want to hear anybody bitching and moaning yeah, about right. how expensive. I said, so I'm going to buy all the uniforms. I bought all that's the right. pants, all the jerseys. And I said, but along with that comes one thing. You don't have to give me credit for buying them, but what you do have to understand is I'm going to pick what we wear. Yeah. And when you bring your kids, Thank I want you. shirts tucked in. Absolutely. I want... I want you're yeah. a baseball player. Don't come out here and tell me you forgot your hat. Yeah. Because you have it all play. raggedy. Uh, so you're like the Dabo of Little League. <laughs> well, it's, well it's 16 and under, so it's I think a little it, different. But I think it matters, yeah. though. It really does matter. It should. Well, it sets their mindset. It's all it's about a mindset. mindset. It's all about mindset. Yeah, everything. So, Craig, what time do you turn your phone off for the day? I normally put it up about – it's probably later than most, but probably about 1030. Because I – again, going back to having a relationship with people, I want Jerry Ketterman to feel like that if he's out one night – and he's thinking about it, why it's on his mind. He saw a guy with a cool sport coat. That's right. That he can text me a picture and say, hey, when you come over next time, I want this coat. Which I have done. Yeah. So, Or I want to one-up this dude. Yep. That's right. I tell people, if you if you own your own business, don't give me any garbage about you ain't working. Yeah. You're always working. Yeah, yeah. That's right. No, I Always. I yeah, because even if you're not talking to clients, you're thinking about the next thing or whatever. Okay, let's get into fashion real quick. Okay. Can, you, can you wear brown shoes and a black belt? No. Can you wear brown shoes with any outfit? Yes. Can you wear black shoes with any outfit? Mm, you probably not, can, but not, it doesn't look very good. Well, you got to be careful with blacks and blues, right? Just you blue. can wear black shoes with blue suits, which is a very traditional look. But not but, blue jeans. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I wouldn't do it. But I mean, Black hell, shoes with blue jeans? You can wear whatever you want, but... So the first answer to all those things is yes, because you can wear whatever the hell you yeah, want you to wear. Do whatever but you want, yeah. It depends on do you want to look like an idiot or not. I have, I literally have had Craig say, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> I mean, I will, but don't yeah. tell anybody. You got to hear. I didn't. I didn't do it. So I take his advice. Yeah, right? yeah, he's the guy. He's a fashion guru. I think it depends though. Like if you're because you're talking about in a dress setting. Well, I'm talking about any setting really. But right. I'm talking about like I've wore black. Echoes with blue jeans and not necessarily a dress shirt. Sure, you know, just sure. just out kicking around in a. I mean, fair. Trying to think of a. Well, echoes are 
are like the comfort. But right, I think right. when, you, when you think about what what he's referring to is the dress setting, you know, like hey man, we're we're going out to eat or we're going to you know, yeah, yeah. do I need to wear this? I mean, yeah, right, yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me give I got this. You. Let me give this button up shirt, blazer, blue jeans, brown dress shoes. Yeah, love it. Yeah. No so socks. Have, uh, yeah, that's right. Or hideaway socks. Yep. Yep. See, I have a trouble. Best thing ever invented. I've got them on right now. I, I love them. Unbelievable. So I had a meeting with Lieutenant Governor a while back, and that's what I wore. Yeah. Blue jeans, dress shoes, uh, Kahaley. King baby. Shirt and uh, now, Kahaley jacket. Now, I got reamed. Oh, really? That you didn't have socks on? No, no that I have blue jeans uh, on and not a full suit meeting the lieutenant governor. I was like, look, this is me. Yeah, I'm not going to be somebody well, I'm not. Well, you're in her house now. And we both know the guy who told me that. Mm-hmm. And I just went, come on. He's like, Mm-mm. you got if you're going to go to their door, then you need to look. Mm, well, that's not me. Yeah. I would feel less comfortable sure. in a suit in any situation than I do feeling comfortable with the way I dress. So, that's yeah. right. I don't think there's a – there might be a precedence there, but I don't think – Well, also, I, also, rule, I also think it depends on what your objectives are. If you're going there to try to impress her or to sell her on something, then, yes, maybe you do dress the part – I wore a blazer and a button. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Maybe I wore you, a blazer, man. <laughs> maybe you do dress the part to her door, right? But if yeah. you're just going there to basically network and introduce yourself, then you want to be who you are. That's right. And that's what you basically but, did. But here's what I, here's what I tell people. I, when I years ago in 2009, I built a house, and I went by the house every day because from from the house I was currently living in to where where my office was, my new house that was being built was right on the way. So I went by there every day, and I had a lot of people. I went by there every day in a full suit, <laughs> and every day, you know, I, when I tell that story to people they said well, you went by there with all the you know the construction workers and you got out of your car in a full suit and i said yeah i said here's the deal what comes out of your mouth is what people think of you yeah not whether you're dressed yeah, yeah and when i get out and i go over there and a the guy's got a can of skull on coat wintergreen i can dip with him yeah, and yeah. I can talk to him about what Dale Jr. did last weekend. Yeah, well, right. now I will tell you this: then, they, then the suit's gone. It is, right. but the suit's gone. His first impression is not that. Of course, it's not right. But it, then you change takes, that. You're right. That's it, your job. You're right. You're right. It takes a minute, and then it changes it. So I guess the opposite would work, though, is if you, if you were, if you really needed that first impression, mm-hmm. sure. Then that's where the suit really comes in handy. Well, I know a lot of idiots in suits. <laughs> Absolutely, or, the, or vice because, versa. Yeah, or vice versa. Not only that, I know some really smart guys that don't wear suits. Absolutely, so we, we talked about this uh, before the podcast. So I want to get into it before we before we end. CEOs today do not dress like CEOs did six years ago, five years ago, maybe. They are more entrepreneur based CEOs. They are in dress shoes, blue jeans, t shirt, long sleeve t shirt, not much button up, maybe a blazer if they're going out with a t shirt. Do you see the suit? industry dipping because of this not trend but i guess it is a trend it is a trend we kind of talked about this before i think it's because these ceos created the business and so they're like you know what this, i do what i want i do I what i want i'm not dressing like my dad told me to right and i didn't do what i want but what i think is going to happen though and i everything kind of there's this pendulum swing right where you know these kids can get away with it because the ceo does it mm-hmm. but i think at some point you always want to kind of one up the next guy in in the corporate world, and I think once these CEOs either hand it off to a legit CEO, mm-hmm. 
or you have less of these startup guys actually still being the CEO as they get. I think you see it go the other way where it's like, there's nothing wrong with coming in with, you know, in, in a sweatsuit or whatever. But if me and you're on the same plane and I come in dressed nice and you're in a sweatsuit, they're probably going to take me a little more seriously than you. That's right. Well, Craig, Craig, he, what do you think? He, well, this is the this is the way you can look at it. And, you know, there's, there's idealist and then there's realist. And at the end of the day, we can say whatever we want. If you roll up in somewhere and you're dressed in a coat and tie and right, wrong, or indifferent, people look at you different. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're going to look at you different. They're going to treat you different. Now, again, what I just said, I will stick by. The words that come out of your mouth is how they judge you. But when you when you walk when you walk in somewhere and you are dressed, that first impression is what happens. Okay, I don't know who this guy is. This guy may be an asshole, but he's for real. You he, might not. He, he might have just thrown a suit on for the first time. He at least tried. He at least tried. Yeah. And then you can go from there. My my favorite saying when I have clients, and I this happens to me almost on a daily basis. I'll get a text. Hey Craig, I'm going to. XYZ event, what do I need to wear? I always go up because I tell everybody, you can never, the worst thing in the world is to go somewhere and be the worst dressed person. That's right. Being overdressed is better than being underdressed. And if you you go in and you're dressed like I am right now, I have a navy blue suit on, a red tie, and a white shirt. Maybe the most boring thing just because I saw a particular client today and this was what what he wanted to look at. But if I go out to a bar afterwards, which may happen, mm-hmm. I'll take my tie off. You can dress down. my shirt, take my coat off. Yeah, you can dress and here, down. And we're and good to go. In. Yeah. And you're good to go. But you can't dress up. But you can't. I can't go into a place that's black tie and say, oh, damn, I got a T-shirt on and a pair of khakis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so black tie events. Yes, sir. Truly by definition? Black Absolutely. Tie? No, 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 no. No. Yeah. Tuxedo, though. Yeah, but I can wear a blue tie to a black tie. Absolutely. So what signifies a tuxedo? Is it the the outside of the pants? Satin, satin on the lapels. It's the cucumber. Not the Not cucumber. The, what do you call the, it? The, the cucumber. cucumber. <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm changing it to. Cumberbund. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But All you right, don't have- here, I will give I will give Jared, I'm gonna go buy him a beer right when we're done. If you can spell cumberbund. Because it's not spelled like it smells it. I was a cucumber. Uh, do, you, do you know what it is? No, I, I'm C- a, I, I, C-U-M-B-E-R-B-U-N. It's the it's one word. Cummerbund. That's spelled it. It's C. Spell it again. C U M B E R. No, it's two M's. Cumber bun. <laughs> cucumber bun. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna start telling people. Listen, dude, buy this tuxedo. I'll give you a free cucumber bun. <laughs> They wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, they probably wouldn't. They wouldn't know the difference. But no, here's what's happened. In fact, you talk about with with clothing trends. This is one thing that I think it, that I found so interesting over the last 20, 24 years in the clothing world. The words, the definitions have changed. Mm-hmm. Formal used to be the way I'm dressed right now. Right. Coat and tie. Yeah. Semi-formal was nothing but the way I'm dressed right now, but take your tie off. Sport coat, oh, pair wow. of pants. And no blue jeans black, whatsoever. Black tie was a tuxedo. Yeah. So when you would get a wedding invitation 30 years ago, yeah. and it said formal, 
You had to wear a tie. You wore a coat and tie. Yeah. But what would we think nowadays? Business. Oh shit! I gotta wear a, I gotta wear a tuxedo. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not the real rules. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it's changed. So not only that, like semi-formal, now people show no up in time. anything. Sem- semi-formal to Means, people now is shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, it's Sem- like how I, how I go to church, maybe. Jared's like, what's up? I get to wear a t-shirt and flip-flops. <laughs> semi-formal should not even exist. I call it today business casual. Business casual, but business casual came from the from a word that the English used to use called posh casual. Posh yeah, casual right. was a sport coat, an open-collar shirt, and a pair of slacks. Not flip flops and a pair it's of khakis. Flags in it. Yep. I, I I am guilty of wearing flip flops, blue jeans, a blazer, and a t shirt. Do you know? Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Yeah. First time sure. I ever talked to him, he said, "You got jeans?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Now listen, I got different kinds of jeans." I said, "Okay, what I'm kind?" Picky. He said, "I got my flip flop jeans, <laughs> I got my regular shoe jeans, and I got my boot jeans." <laughs> is that not true? Didn't you tell me that? That is one hundred percent. Yeah, the boot jeans got to be longer than the flip flop jeans. He said, "Now my flip flop jeans can't go under the heel." Yeah, no, and right. my boot jeans have to be. I was like, "Good God!" Somebody get tell this guy to lose my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had Duma. Is it Dumas Brothers on King yeah. Street? I had Dumas. I brought a, a really nice pair of denim, J Brand. Love the jeans. I yeah. mean, love them. Good pair of jeans. And I said, hey, I just I want to cut this much off. He's like, look, sir, that's not in style. I'm going to cut it way shorter than that. I said, it needs to touch the bottom of yeah. my flip flop. These are flip flop jeans that I'm buying. He looked <laughs> at me like, like you were a freaking idiot. <laughs> whatever. So Dumas does tailor on site. But I didn't have time to wait for it. He said, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We'll ship it to you. They shipped it to me. I mean, Damn high waters. Two inches higher than I wanted them to go. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. So before, obviously, he met you, I think you just <laughs> I think you just moved back. We know in my life when yeah. I met you and yeah. before I met you and after I met he, you. He hits me up. PC, pre-Craig. Yeah, that's he, right. he hits me up one day and he goes, hey, dude, I, I'm going to go to Greenville and buy some jeans. You want to ride with me? You can help me out. I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you. Well, I was wearing... You know, I was wearing like, at the time, I was like an Echo in jeans all the time. It didn't matter what I was doing. For whatever yeah. reason, that was my thing. Um, I don't even remember. I was on like seven jeans. I don't know, some kind of brand name jeans, whatever. But I really like, you know, when you, to me personally, when you're dressing, you're going to try to dress up with jeans, you go with a darker jean. Uh, yeah, that that's changing a little bit now. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like so, a way So we go, we go shopping and he goes in these places and he's like getting all these jeans and I'm like, dude, you need to get, you know, get some of these, get some of those. He's like, man, this is too dark for me. I can't do those. Mm-hmm. He was getting like rocker whitewashed acids. <laughs> Acid wash. Yes. <laughs> and that's all he would get. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Though? Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing from 1989. <laughs> you know, I mean, Van Halen was my hero. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but these were supposed to be like dress up jeans a little bit, you know, which like I wanted like a chemical experiment messed up yeah, on them. They, yeah. the, the only thing they were lacking was the rips. That's right. You know, they awesome. were straight up out of. You know what, Jared? You wear those if you want to, buddy. By golly. <laughs> you don't wear them no more, though. I got You know, acid wash is coming back. Is it? You watch but in it. the dress up? When in we the- were in New York, we were in New York a couple weeks ago for the one of the little fashion things we go to. They're trying. It's, they're trying. Really? They're trying That's hard. Crazy. Yeah. I tell you, I'm, I'm, who I'm really into right now for my denim is Mac. You may see. Yeah. Their denim is probably my favorite cut right now. I remember one of the first like high dollar jeans that we sold was a company called I don't even know if they're in business anymore. It's called Chip and Pepper. Do you remember Chip and I Pepper? Don't. That that was the first jean that I ever saw that was like two hundred bucks. Yeah, but they were nice. 
And now, you know, but see, one of the, another thing that's happening in the fashion world too is when, how old are you guys? How old are you? 45. A year below you. Yeah. All right. So we're, so we're all about the same age. So we all remember this. When we were growing up, if you, if you dressed up to go to school for some reason, whatever, I don't know, you had a program or whatever, you wore a blue blazer and a khaki pair of pants, yeah. you know, cotton khakis yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yep. Jeans overtook that about 20 years ago. Mm. The khakis kind of went away. Like nobody wore khaki pants anymore for that look. Mm. Everybody went to jeans. Yeah. Because for the longest time, jeans were garbage. Mm-hmm. Rednecks wore jeans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm serious. I'm that, that, I'm was, that was yeah. denim. You didn't, denim wear, you didn't wear denim. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, but now jeans are like, I mean, hell, you you can buy you can buy a pair of jeans off the rack in Atlanta for 400 bucks. Yeah. And they'd have I, no, I, I they have no, I was about to say 400 bucks. They have no denim in them. Yeah, they're like that's rayon. Right. And, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But yep. man, they're comfortable. They are comfortable. Oh. And, and, we do, better, and we do custom jeans. I mean, that's how big of a deal it's become. Yeah. Now, I do, have, I do have a pair of khakis that Craig made me, which are probably one of my favorites. And they're, I'm not going to say khaki denim. Is denim a color or, or a material? Denim is a material. Yeah. So they're khaki denim. So it is khaki denim. denim, yeah. I mean, comfy. Yeah. Probably my favorite pair of khakis. And I don't have a lot of khakis. I wear them to golf. Yeah, but, you know, but it's still a jean. That's right. You know, it's still a that's jean. Right. Put so, me in slacks, and I'm going to be the most uncomfortable person in the room. Not yeah. because I'm... They're physically uncomfortable. My mindset is yeah. uncomfortable because I'm not used to looking weird. like that. And it goes yeah. back to what he said. That's right. Look good, feel good. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. And perform good. Absolutely. It Maybe, makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. It's a mindset thing. Craig, where can people find you on social media? So we're at Kahaley's on Instagram and Twitter and uh Kahaley's Custom Clothing dot com online and Facebook, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, we'd love for people to go follow us. Uh we put New outfits on mm-hmm. constantly. We put new sport coats on. We put things that have come in of clients of ours. We obviously don't put any names out there. That's Your right. sport coat will be on social media that's in right. the next couple of weeks. Hey, that's one of my favorite coats you brought today. Um, so we try to put different things out there. I have a lot of clients text me, say, you know, hey, I saw this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I want this coat. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's not you calling me and saying it's the one he was wearing, yeah. I'll tell them, hey, your boy got that coat. You can't. Do I that. want the same coat, and I want his name in it. Yeah. <laughs> and you so, want his credit card run. Look here, yeah. look here. Somebody in Oxford, Mississippi, has one of my same coats with my name on it. Oh, really? This is true. You, on the I plane, le- I left it in a bar oh. at the Graduate Hotel, downtown Oxford, Miss. You really did? You left your hotel there? Sure did. I mean, your coat there? Yeah, sure did. And uh, and, and I love Oxford, Mississippi. One of the greatest little small town, Great college place. towns ever. And. Uh, we were 15 minutes away, and it just like a light bulb goes off. Called the hotel, it's like, check my closet. It's in the closet. No. And when they said no to that, I knew I left it. You know, it'd be awesome is if you offered like some kind of Apple Air Tag sewn into your coats. <laughs> you know, I shipped, I shipped a guy a bunch of his, uh, anyway, That's Oxford, cool. not to play on sure. Oxford, Oxford the brand, O X X F O R D, is arguably the nicest suit you can buy. They start about six grand. And I have a customer of mine in D.C. who buys a lot of Oxford. And he shipped me some pants. He had lost some weight, wanted me to take them up. When he shipped them to me, he shipped me nine pair of pants. And he shipped me an air tag with them. He said, listen, this is about $10,000 worth of pants. Yeah. yeah. So put this air tag in the front pocket That's when you send it back. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah, other than the Oxford, this is where we kind of want to wrap get to a closing point with, but People think, oh, my gosh, custom-tailored shirts. Oh, I'm not spending $600 on a shirt. 
I could promise you, and I want you to talk more about this, Craig, but this any store in Highlands and you buy a name brand shirt, you're going to pay more for it than a custom fit shirt for yourself. Is, am I wrong there? No, absolutely correct. Because you think about it just from a business perspective. Anybody that sells on, you know, uh, name brand things in stores, they have a lot of overhead to carry. They have a lot of, they, they have, I mean, we've all heard the term MSRP. Mm-hmm. They have a number they're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. They actually have the manufacturers say, do not sell this shirt for less than this. Mm-hmm. It, they're normally the third person who got that shirt. There's the manufacturer, then there's That's the wholesaler, right. then there's the, the store that got yeah. it. So we work directly with the clothing manufacturers. I own the business. I don't have to hit any certain margin. I, you know, I tell people all the time, if I want to give you the damn thing, I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's right. You know, so, but my thing is all about the value. It's a $200 shirt or $175 shirt, but like you just said, you can go buy, you are not going to name any names, but you can go buy any shirt. You can go buy a dress shirt at Belk's, a white dress shirt, and what is it, 120 yeah. bucks? I'll name names. I used to be a huge Bugatti fan. Okay. Um, I love their fit. I've got a Bugatti in, in that same pattern that you've got. Love the fit. Um, I was Robert Graham because I loved what I call the loudness sure. in the collar and on the cuffs. And I can go to Craig and get to pick out the loudness that I want. And it's your shirt. And the pattern. And it's measured and cut and trimmed just for my body. And, and it's less expensive. And it's cheaper. And it's got your name in it. And it's got my monogram on it. Yeah. I tell people, don't you leave him shirts where you ain't supposed to. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Right, was never there. Yes, sir. Yeah, you were. Were. <laughs> yes, sir. You counselor, were. counselor. I beg to differ. This is his shirt. Right, hey, it's on the record that you did leave a jacket in Oxford. Oh, so. There was a movie with uh, Will Smith in it, uh, Enemy of the State, when they grabbed his clothes from his house and put them at a murder scene. Yes, and it had his monogram and his cufflinks, and they and they tried to frame him for that's that. Right. They, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I don't murder people. No. <laughs> Well, that's good, but you are one heck of a uh, clothes measurer. What, well, what would you? you what, is, what do you call yourself? You're not a, are you? A, you're not a tailor. I'm not a tailor. I'm a. I'm a business owner. I heard that. I'm a business owner first. Fashion. I'm a, I I try to uh, think that I can help people put things together to make them look better because in our world and the guy got most guys. They they need help, and I don't say that making fun of them. It's just a fact. The only reason why I don't need help is what I do for a living. That's exactly right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I do need help with. Yeah, and I go to my guy for that, whatever that may be. You don't do anything female related, right? There's no dress shop. It is men's only. Mm -hmm. So my guys out there, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. Anybody that hears this podcast and drops the name when they meet any employee at Kahaley's Custom Clothing. We will pay the first dollar of your purchase. Oh, Lord. Nice. I like that. All right. Let me <laughs> put no How, how, about, how about you just give him a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> no, some bourbon. Yeah. He can take it to the store. And they can drink that. And they yeah. can drink yeah. that. Yeah. Note yeah. to self, add one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably need to add more than that because you know it's going to be a pain in the ass. That's right. Well, we do have what's called an ass tax. Yeah. yeah. Any, any, I guarantee it. Jared has almost gotten that. No, I'm just what kidding, Jared. He's been his awesome. ass tax, which you should say, is his ass tax has come down over That's the years. Right. Jared, I don't know how much time we got, but I yeah. love that when you when you talked to our friend, yeah. uh, this was a couple of years ago, Jared had ordered something from me, and I can't remember what the situation was, whatever. It, it, it took way too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, and I admitted yeah. to him, I said, listen, man, it's taking way too long. It's not normal. Well, well he, he called one of our friends and said, hey, 
<laughs> damn. Like, I ordered this a long time ago. Is Craig really like this? He said, our friend said, no, 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 no. He's not like that. And he said, yeah, there's probably a reason. Jared said, okay, well, I'll just let it be. And I called him, and I said, man, I'm sorry. So anyway, it ended up being fine. Yeah. But it was funny that he called and checked on me. It's like, see, I'm just curious if this guy's ever done this. I'm trying to get my credentials up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to make sure I'm dealing with the right guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, listen, that's going to wrap it up with this episode 26 with Craig Cahaley. Craig, can't thank you enough. And uh, you got his contact information. You got his address. You can find him on social media, Cahaley's Custom Clothing. Do you have a favorite quote that is one of your go-to quotes that just kind of like? I think you just give us that one you gave us earlier. That was a pretty good one. I, I have two. I have two. I say that uh, cost is only an issue in the absence of value. Mm-hmm. And if your presence isn't felt, then your absence won't be missed. Boom. I like that one, too. Awesome. Guys, so those I, are two. Thank you guys yeah. very much. It was yeah. fun. Appreciate yeah. it. That's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you.